Hey guys, it's your girl Sweetie, and you're listening to Sweet Talk. And this is Gan. And this is Little Bit. And today we are doing something a little different. We are going to talk about all of the things that have been going on in this country these past few weeks with the civil unrest and the riots and the um the police brutality. So um that's that's where we're going with it today. We're going to put aside all the sex talk and we're going to talk about things that are important to us as black women. Yeah, well, where to, where to start? <laughs> well, I think we could start maybe with a um a moment of silence for all of the people who have lost their lives and for all the people who have lost a loved one. So we can start that now. All right. I could have made that eight minutes and 46 seconds, but that would have been too long. Yeah, that would have been very long. Oh, okay. So first of all, we can um, say rest in peace to George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and all of the other individuals who have lost their lives these past few months. Yes. Ahmaud Aubrey. Um... There's so many. I can't even think of everybody's names. Like, it's ridiculous. But, um... list of names. Unnecessary names. Right. And it it personally has affected me. Um, just because I, I, I know a lot of police officers. You know what I mean? And I know that they are good people. And that they... Right. They... I don't think that they would do something like what is happening in the world right now. But I mean, when you're not in this situation, you don't really know what's going on, you know? And I feel conflicted because I also know a lot of people who get pulled over by the police for no reason or for something minuscule and they end up in jail or beat up or something. So for me, it's, it's, it's very, uh, troubling like I literally woke up crying the past couple weeks because of all that's going on and like there, there's been posts of people saying when was the first time you were pulled over by the cops or when was the first time a cop um, pulled his gun out on you and stuff like that and it just makes me think back to all the times that I've been pulled over for something stupid mm-hmm. like I um, I remember I was I was in a car with my cousin, his friend, and one of my homeboys, right? So it was it was me and three guys. I'm driving. I'm not really... We're talking, so I wasn't paying good enough attention. I realized I missed my turn, so I made that very next left turn. But I didn't use my signal. So the cop pulled up behind me. I was like, oh, boy, I'm being pulled over. And they was just like, oh, boy, here we go. And, um... The cop pulls me over. He asked me for my license and registration. I gave him my registration, but I couldn't find my license. And I realized that I had left it in my other purse at home. So I gave him my name and everything. And, you know, I know this now. I didn't know this then. But when when they run your plates, 
or if you even give them your name, like they get a picture of you on their computer yeah. system or on their phone or whatever. Right, so it's like, I told you my name, my my picture should have popped up, you should see that it is me, <laughs> and that I'm a registered owner of this car, like, I don't, I didn't understand why they had me there for so long, but not only that, like, three more cop cars pulled up. They pulled me out the car, and they're basically threatening me. If I don't let them search my car, they're going to arrest me and search it anyway. I was, and I was just like, you pulled me over because I, I, I failed to use a turn signal, sir. What do you right. need to search my car for? He's just like, well, it, it seemed like you were evading me. Why would I be evading you? I didn't realize you were following me. Right. There's no reason to evade you, sir. Like, I really just missed my turn back there. Not only that, he was riding without headlights. It was nighttime. I didn't know he was behind me. He didn't have on any headlights. Like, so you you were stealthily stealthily following me. Like, okay, well, I didn't know you were following me. I made the left turn there without making a signal because I realized if I went another another light before I made this left turn, that I would have been on the highway, which is way far from where I was trying to go. I was trying to go right around the corner, sir. He had me there for like 30 minutes. He didn't pull my passengers out the car, but they went over and got all their names and stuff. Like they was asking my cousin for his ID and he's like, why? I'm not driving. Like, I'm not giving you my ID. I'm not driving. You don't need my ID. Right. And I'm not doing anything. I'm sitting here being quiet. Right. Like, what are you talking about? no reason to come question me about anything. And like, they had three different officers at my car at each door that my passengers was in. It was a freaking car seat in the car because my cousin's son was visiting, but he wasn't in the car. They pulled me out of the car, so I'm standing by the trunk. He's like, open the trunk. I'm like, no, I don't give you permission to search my car. There's no reason for you to search my car. So he ended up giving me a ticket for driving without a license, even though I I have a license. I just wasn't carrying it. Then it was another ticket for... Moving, a, um, operating a motor vehicle without a license. And then it was a not brandishing my license on demand. And then there was just so many other random. Sounds like a lot of finicky little ways. Just because I told him, oh, and then making the turn without a signal. All because I wouldn't let him search my car. Pretty much. That's what that sounds like. I was just like, really? All of this. I was like, all right. But I can honestly say that I have not had any type of those type of encounters where it made me feel like they were really just pulling me over for no reason. If they did pull me over, it was either because like I had a tail light out or you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I never got pulled over for not using a signal. Um, it was something that you know I had no business doing. You know, running a red light. And my experience has not ever been bad. But that doesn't mean there aren't officers out there that don't do that. And it's, I think that's the part that is so mind-boggling that we feel like, why do we have to feel like, as soon as, like, what did you say? As soon as you saw the lights going, you were like, oh, shit, here we go. Right. right? Like, and we all just got prepared. Like, 
oh shit, here we go. He's going to try and give me a ticket. It was more like there's four black people in this vehicle and three of them are black males and we already know we're about to be fucking harassed. Exactly. Over nothing. Exactly. That was exactly it. That's the problem. That that's was exactly it. That's that, what we're disputing. That is what is the argument. There should be no reason why you should feel any type of way about being pulled over other than is he going to give me a ticket for doing some shit I had no business doing. Right. Not because now I should be fearful that I'm going to be harassed or possibly not even make it through the actual stop. That's the bad part. So this was a long time ago. So I wasn't at a, I wasn't at the point where I was afraid that I might lose my life for being pulled over. This was, this was a while ago, but it was, it was definitely on some, Oh my God, now they're going to harass me. I'm about to get 50 tickets just because I made a turn without have, um, having a signal on. Like, it was just like, Oh gosh, here we go. And like, he watched me search my purse for my driver's license. And I said to him, I think I left it in my other purse. Like, I mean, you, I was like, you can search my purse. (laughs) You can absolutely search my purse. Here you go, sir. It's not in there. Right. You can pat me down. I had no pockets. Like I, I I was wearing an outfit with no pockets. I had on like, um, it was like a velour sweatsuit. Nope. It was no pockets. It was really my choice because I've had plenty of times where I did not have my license with me and they can pull all that and see your face and they don't give me a ticket. Exactly. not having my license. Exactly. If anything, it's like, we're going to give you a warning. Please make sure you have your license with you. So that way we can pull identification, blah, 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 blah. You know, and then they keep it pushing. But I also feel like, I'm not saying that it's also not across the border because it's all across the United States. Believe it or not, I do feel like certain states are different, though. No, I think think that it's like this in all states. I think that officers are different. Right. So, like, some of the officers I know, like the police officers I know from here, they hate driving in Virginia because if they're driving in Virginia and they get pulled over and they show that they're a police officer, the officers are just like, so So what? You still got to come back to court on this day. You still getting this ticket, (laughs) which is fair, but it's just like, you don't even have professional courtesy for your fellow officers. Just because they're black. What what I can say is this. I have been screamed at for what I would deem verbal abuse by white male cops more times than I would care to remember. Not black cops, not Latino cops, not Asian cops, not white female cops, white male cops. And there have been times that they have yelled, and mind you, yes, I may have been doing something. I may have broken the law. Most likely I was speeding. Speed demon. Even if I was, but even if I was speeding, that does not give you the right to treat me like I'm not a human being. Regardless of the fact that what I was, I wasn't fighting you. I didn't evade, you know, being pulled over. I was respectful. I was quiet. I, I. Threaten your safety. Yeah, I agreed with with why you pulled me over. 
Like, I, I did nothing. I did nothing to merit you verbally abusing me to the point that I start crying. And you know what? It takes me back to when I was um when I was in school, right? We watched this video, um, and I believe they even made a movie about it. Um, I, I think I saw like part of the movie. Uh, the the black guy with the messed up eye. What's his name? Forrest Whitaker was in it. Uh huh. Where they took these college kids, right? And they told them, you this you th- this half of you guys are going to be the inmates. This half of you guys are going to be the correctional officers. They locked them in a basement of a school building and they literally like made them play the roles of a of inmates and correctional officers to where the point to to the point where I know in the movie they ended up killing one of the inmates but I don't think that happened in the actual study. But like they That's really, an experiment, right? right? It was an experiment, and they like literally beat up one of the inmates so bad that they had to stop the experiment. I think I remember this movie because it was actually based off a true story. Right. They take like some some students and right. That's this theory, and B, they put some in an authority role and some in the prisoner role. Yep. And it really said, "We want you to play this role exactly as we say." You are in charge. You can tell them what to do, and then the others are to be the inmates. And believe it or not, it proved <laughs> this whole scientific experiment proved exactly what we said. You gave people an authority without any type of control over what it is that they're doing and how they're doing. And it got to a point where they abused the control to where they started treating them like they were like they were inhumane. Was, they were just not treating them like they were human. No, they were Exactly. How you feel about it. They got souped up with that power and control and they didn't know how to act. And that's how I feel some of these police officers are experiencing. Um, And I think that I don't know how they would alleviate that because I feel like that's a human thing. You know what I mean? Like some humans, when they get power, they go overboard with it. Psychological test that's given. I'm not saying like every one of them is going to be. They take psychological tests. But there has to be something that something has to be implemented to try and alleviate those type of people. But the problem is it's so deep rooted into the police department mm-hmm. that I don't even know if that's even possible anymore. I mean, technically, the police department started as a slave catcher situation. Correct. So it's really the KKK for real, for real. But you know, it was started before them. <laughs> They're the original gang. They were so literally we slave catchers, and that's that's, that's where they got policing from from catching slaves that have run away. Even though they were running away to save their damn life. Right, like that's where it started, and that's just what it is. Right. So all these years later. We now are seeing that this is a systematic thing and that things need to change. But how? How do they change? So 
some. It's not even that they're just now seeing it. It's just now too obvious in everybody's face for them to ignore it. It's now everybody got cameras in the palm of their hand yeah. at every moment of their life. For forever. Exactly. It's amazing. Anytime I watch any, and I hate to refer to this, but it's the truth. Anytime I watch any type of film from the 80s, the 90s, the 70s, they're all talking about the same fucking shit. Yep. Getting played, pulled over by a police officer, getting treated with disrespect, or getting beat down, or being put in cars, or being incarcerated, or accused of something that they didn't actually do. I mean, you can't make this shit up. Nope. At some point, there's too many stories that sound exactly the same for you to say that it's just an isolated incident. Like, I don't see how people haven't seen this before. Like, the fact that this is happening so frequently. Like, how can there still be people out there that don't believe that this is a thing? Like, come on. Come on. There's so many names. That's denial, in my opinion. I feel like that's just ignoring the obvious and being in denial because you don't want to have to actually address and face it. And that's why we are where we are now because this country's never faced the racism that's in it. Right. Period. And the only reason that they haven't... want to it's, give up their privilege it's it's a system it's a system that has uplifted them yeah so in order to they are benefiting it, from it exactly so in order yep. to change it they'd have to undo constructs that benefit them in ways that they are not willing to give up correct they're not willing to give up that control just like they and i'm not making a comparison but, for example, it's my opinion that the same way that they like to blame the rape victim and the rape pros, absolutely, you know, they like to blame. They like to blame black people. Yeah, of course, it's easier to put the blame somewhere else. It's easier to put the blame on the victim. Or, yeah, absolutely. If you didn't wear your skirt so short, if you didn't wear your boobs out, right. then nobody will well, want to rape you. Exactly. Look what, they, look, look what they do in their own communities. What do you mean? You mean the same place where they're, they're, they're trying to get out of it, but every time they try to get a leg up, you're kicking them in the fucking face so they can't get a leg up? On like, some. Just, that's real. That shit's real. On some. If my one black friend can make it out of the hood, then all of them yeah, can. Everybody can. Everybody can. <laughs> like, what? Do you understand like, that I, that one black friend that you got probably had. 5,000 black people pushing him up to try to get him out of the hood. Yep. Right. Like, it's not easy to just come from the where I'm from and make it. Half the, half the people in my graduating class still live with their parents. That's if they're alive. If they're alive, Damn. if they're not on drugs, if they're not in jail, they still live with their parents and their children. Like... It's not, it's just not easy to just decide I'm gonna, this is not gonna be for me and move on. No. That fucking saying drives me. I mean, if your parents grew up and they can't read, how are they gonna help you with your homework? 
Right. If your parents don't know how to do math, how are they going to help you with your math homework? Like, it's just... You you, you can't afford tutors. They can't afford tutors. But past that, even past that, even past illiteracy. Right. Or lack, or lack of education, even past that. If you won't give me an opportunity because of the color of my skin, how I can't, there's not a goddamn thing I can do about that. I wish I had a bell. I wish I had a bell. Like, ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Nail on the head. Like, And see, I always put, I always put black, but I felt like because my name is not spelled the way my name sounds, that they were already going to know that I was black. And why should we have to think about those type of things? That's the point, right? <laughs> right. That's the point. Absolutely. That's what we're trying to say, okay? On top of the fact that we're just getting killed left and right like it's nothing. Okay, let's even put that aside, even though that's the main fucking point here. That we have to think on that type of level. I was speaking on the other podcast the other day and I said this, I said code switching. That's a thing. Such a thing. We should not have to switch up how we speak to each other just so you don't feel either threatened or you feel like I'm overly aggressive by the words I'm saying to you because you don't understand my lingo or you feel like I'm too... Urban is a word they love to use right now. Urban, which is basically another word for ghetto, in my opinion. Right. But I would be wrong if I told somebody, oh, but you're too Caucasian. You dipping all that sour cream on your stuff, you're a little too Caucasian for me. Stuff with all that mayo, Becky. (laughs) You're hurting your your arteries, honey. Stop it. You don't need all that. You don't need it all. I know it's like avocado. That's good fat. Good fat for you. That's just saying. There should be no reason why we have to change up. There is a such thing as being professional, but there should be no reason why I feel like when I'm having a conversation with someone of a different nationality that I have to spoof up how I'm speaking to you or I feel like you won't take me serious. And that's me even me and Mick. And it, it's like, I remember, I, um, I forget who it was that said it. I believe it was James Baldwin. But basically, to be... Um, African-American and he didn't use these exact words because I can't remember the exact words. I'm paraphrasing. But to be relatively, to be African-American and relatively um, conscious in this country, then you are in a fit or or a state of anger all the time or something like that. Like I saw saw another quote that said to be African-American means to be African- Without the culture, an American without the benefit. Yep, heard that too. And I mean, and just I, I don't, I don't, don't. I didn't make that up. I don't know who said it. But I've heard it. I don't know who said it either. Yeah. But um, but like just just thinking about the different microaggressions that we have to deal with on a daily basis, like, <laughs> like it's a. And then, and then once we finally blow up at somebody, then we're the angry, 
angry black person. Like, but I have to deal with you saying, oh, my God, you're from where? And you're here? Like, how? Like, oh, my God, your hair is so pretty. Can I touch it? I'm just going to go ahead and fucking touch it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) That's what drives me crazy. Don't do that. Oh, my God. I didn't realize that you had a college degree. The fuck? Oh, my God, you sound so white. Why the the fuck wouldn't I have a college degree? If y'all feel like everybody could pull themselves up from their bootstraps, why wouldn't I have a college degree? Because exactly. I'm black and I grew up in the fucking ghetto. Oh, you don't think this is my car because I'm black? <laughs> Just oh, d- so because I don't have straight hair. My hair is messy because it wears into a fro naturally as it's supposed to. Right. So it's messy. Right. It's not groomed. And then if you react to their little comments, then you're being aggressive. Like, your microaggression is what caused my aggression. understanding of how people feel. Really? Like what? I need to be more open because you don't understand or your flow. Like, I can't, I don't even know how to process that type of thinking. You know? (laughs) Uh, I don't even think communication can fix that anymore. I'm going to be honest. And you know, we preach about communication all the time. And I think we could have done it a long time ago if people were actually listening. Because we did try to do it by communicating. And even now with these protests, it seems that a lot of people are still trying to do it by communicating. I think it's great that they're taking down certain statutes. I think it's great that there's certain police officers who are participating but I'm not going to lie to you, it's not enough. And I feel like that is just a way to get people to forget again. And then the same thing will happen again. And I, I'm, I'm scared that that's bas- that you're right. Like, I'm scared that this is going to die down and everybody's going to forget about it and go back on with their lives. And then it's going to be over. But I also feel like it's only be- been this big. Because everybody's been home, stuck in the house. And now yeah. they have an opportunity to go out and do something. They have time to sit <laughs> and pay attention and process what's happening. Right. The unemployment rate has been skyrocketed. So now it's everybody has all this time on their hands to go out and protest. And right. people don't have a whole lot of money. So now they can go and loot all these places. Or not even that. It just makes them feel to be part of something. Even though that too. they have nothing else to do. That it's too. unfortunate that that's how, we have, that's how we look at it. Because that's what we've been shown. Do you know what I mean? I, wa- I wish I had more positive things to say during the show about this. I really do. No, I don't want to look at the upside of something. But I really, really feel like it's a fucking shit show. Well, I have some positive things when to say. started... In the beginning when the protest started and people were really going out there, I, and this is just my opinion for what I'm seeing, it really meant something, right? Like it was strong, it had, it had a, a force behind it, a great positive energy that everybody was on the same page. Like this was wrong, this has to stop. What are we going to do to change it? We need to talk to the right people and we're not going to stop doing this type of protest until... We had some real fucking answers about how, what the repercussions 
And these so-called body cameras that everybody's supposed to wear, always off. Always off. But they're off. How the fuck? That should be considered illegal. I feel like that's tampering with evidence. I agree. I agree. You're tampering with evidence. This is meant to be for evidence and to protect you and the perp or victim. So if you turn this off, that you physically taking your finger and going, boop, turn off. That's tampering with evidence. You should be put in jail or some type of fine. I don't care what it is. There should be some type of repercussion, and I don't feel like there is any type of repercussion. I'm sure half of these police officers that do get in trouble for something, they get a report, they go through a psychology little session, they do therapy for a couple of weeks, and they're back out on the street doing whatever it is they're fucking they're doing instead of taking them off the street. If you're having some bad interaction and you're getting nothing but complaints, you should be on the street. I'm not saying to take your pension away from you and not make you a cop anymore. But I do feel like there are no repercussions. I think that if you 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 can't effectively work with the people, I feel like if you can't effectively work with the people, then you don't need to be a fucking cop. You are trained to de-escalate situations, not escalate them to the fucking death of somebody. Right. Granted, I do know that they are also trained to shoot center mass all the time. So I get that, but why the fuck is that the first thing you do is pull out your weapon? Right. For somebody that's unarmed. Because they're also fearful, and that's the bad part. Not what saying that? all of them. Some of them are just dickheads, and they're just pricks who are just racist cops running around doing whatever they want in a power trip and doing what they're not supposed to. And then some of them are scared. We have to look at it for all But of if you're sports. scared, then yeah, why are you a fucking cop? And the thing is, is you can't tell me you're scared when the when the person um is running away from you, not at you. Oh, I'm and not saying that. That's like, one of those like, moments again. Yeah, like with, with their you hands can't. up in the There's air. There's no justification in that. Absolutely you know not. What I mean, and you shoot the guy six times and it's caught on video and no charges are brought. The fuck? The fuck? If that was a white man, oh my god, y'all would have done down the killer, through the killer, under the jail. Everything. How about but there was a black police officer who was arrested and is in jail now for killing a white woman? How about that? How about, uh, I, f- I remember it was a few years ago, I don't remember the guy's name and he lived, but he was trying to help the police <laughs> get a handle of a mentally ill patient and the police officer shot him. And while he's on the ground and somebody's videotaping it, he says, why'd you shoot me? And the officer goes, I don't know. What? Wow. You shouldn't be a cop, sir. You're correct. Because that's fear. That's fear. That's why you can't be, there's certain people can't be in the military. Because if you're scared... You're going to react out of fear and not out of your actual common sense logic thinking. Exactly. And I get it. I get it. We talked about the other day, too. You can't have cops that are being, they're patrolling areas that they're not from. Absolutely. Why? Why do you have someone that's from the suburbs, a nice uptown neighborhood that probably barely has any crime, any problem, and take that person who lives there to the ghetto? or the projects, or even a middle-class, lower neighborhood to patrol. To a place where the media has made it seem like these people are super predators. 
Of course they're scared. With the assumption. They shouldn't be there. No, you shouldn't be. Not at all. It would only make sense to have people who are from that area. Then why? How you don't think they don't know the family? You don't think they wouldn't know more of a detailed story if they went up to somebody's house because they got a call about something? Yep. They may not be as quickly to pull a weapon out. Exactly. I remember coming up. I do. I remember coming up. I was a part of the 28th Precinct Youth Council. Where the the officer friendlies would come over to the school. They would help us put on events. We would throw trips. All types of stuff. Like, my school had a great relationship with the police officers of our district. And then all those police officers retired. And Lord knows what's going on in New York City now. Like, we grew up with them police officers. And they grew up with us. We knew their kids. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they brought their own personal kids around us. And we grew up with them. And then, all of a sudden, nobody knows anything about the cops that are there now. Because they're not from there. They were never from the neighborhood. It's just, it's heartbreaking, for real. Like, it hurts. And then I have to go to work, and I have to smile in front of all these people's faces as if I'm okay. And I'm not. And then, <laughs> my neighborhood is is kind of mixed now. It didn't used to be, but it is now. And, um, like, now I got random white people, like, coming up to me. Hi! Nice to meet you. I just moved in the neighborhood. And I'm like, are they just being extra nice because what's going on right now? Or... Do you remember my post? I made a couple weeks ago. What did I say? I don't what remember. What did I say? I said, is it just me? Or does it seem like the Caucasian people are extra nice? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was getting a lot of excuse me, ma'ams. And, oh, pardon me. Oh, I no, you can go right ahead. Oh, so, oh yes, have a great day. Hello. Hey, hey, there's a lot of y'all talking to me. I'm confused. <laughs> right now. See, I haven't been around too many people. Like, I just started back at work. Hey, so. going to Kroger has been, been an adventure. They're extra nice in there. And Walmart and Food Lion. Or just going to the dumpster. It just seems like everyone <laughs> is super nice. <sighs> you know, I know at least I'm not just crazy. It's happening to you too. Absolutely. You know, I've in fact had the opposite reaction. What? I have found, yeah, I've in fact had the opposite reaction where mid mid middle age to older white people are you can see the fear in their face. Like they're concerned. The disgust, the anger. Um, I've gotten. I. I. I don't. I don't get the overly friendly white people. I. I get. I. I get the the angry looks, the dirty looks. I think that might be an age thing, though, because all the the yeah, white people yeah. I'm talking about are the younger ones. Depending on where you fall in the spectrum of 
of age, but these these middle uh, older white people, they're angry. Like they're angry, and like because they, they think they're it, losing something. Yeah, like I feel they like think they're about to it, lose something. If they could say it without fear of getting fucked up. <laughs> Some of them don't have that fear until that first hit come. Right. That's usually what it takes. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, and there's been a lot of little videos, you know. Hello. White women getting slapped left and right. I need them to stop it. <laughs> this I saw one video about this white lady in the gas station telling ask, telling the girl to go back home to her country. And the girl was like, I was born here. Where where are your ancestors from <laughs> then she right. she gets all up in the girl's face and the girl like went and pushed her hand up like to to um saying something and the lady like was getting so close to her that she walked into her hand <laughs> and accused the girl of hitting her and then pushed her the girl slapped the shit out of her and the witness was like he, she was like, why would you push her? She hit me. No, you walked into her hand because you were in her face. Right. Left. Ugh. And then she was just like, oh, and left the store. <laughs> she was telling people they had to leave. Like, she run the shit. And then she leaves the store after she got hit in her face. But. She hurt her feelings. I just. I, I'm just ready for us to realize our value, which I feel like is slowly happening now. But I want us to realize our value and to know that we don't have to fucking deal with them. We can do our own shit. Yeah. And if we pu- <laughs> we pull our resource- resources together, we can fucking buy our we own could. towns in every state. We could. And do this shit by ourselves. And make sure that our money stays with us. Money talks. That's the real thing. You know what I mean? And if we stop giving it away. And not even just the whole money thing. Like, if we pull together our resources and decide that we are going to vote as a group, like the fucking Jewish people do, like the um, all the other fucking communities do, then we could affect some real change in this country. On some, if you don't do what we need you to do, then we not voting for you. We got enough people for it. And we almost take up the majority of this country at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Those are mixed babies in there, I'm telling you. We're taking over. <laughs> I mean, they the one made up the one drop rule. So, yeah. one drop, they, they ours now. Sorry. One of my neighbors, I um, she she had gotten a package delivered and it came to my house instead of hers. Um, so I went and knocked on her door and I told her that the package was at my house, but it was too heavy or I would have brought it over. So she came over and she gave me her phone number. So now that I have her phone number in my phone, just in case another package comes, her Facebook profile pops up. <laughs> so of course I went on her page just to see. Cause she's been really sweet to me and I don't, I don't know this lady. She just moved in. So she, uh-huh. so <coughs> I go on her page and the first couple posts was just regular shit. I guess she's like a tree hugger, animal lover type situation. 
But then I go down like to the fourth post and it says, anybody who is who needs graphics for any Black Lives Matter situation, I'm giving my services for free. I make flyers, I make websites, I make this, I make that, I make that. She was like, whatever you need, just hit me up. I'll make it for free because Black Lives Matter. I was like, okay, okay, I, I kind of like this one. <laughs> like, all right, I, I don't mind her being so kind all the time, you know? Because she, she, she bout it. Like, she talk, she talks her shit and she do what she do. She had pictures from protests and shit. I was like, okay. Yeah, I, I fucks with her. She a vegan and she don't eat no, no meat. But, um, <laughs> I don't know if she, she's invitable to the cookout just yet, but, um, and my other neighbor, <laughs> my other neighbor, <laughs> I'll bring you a plate, darling. You ain't got to come. <laughs> my other neighbor, I was like, okay. It's a it's a, a couple. And I was like, oh my God, they're so nice. And they moved in before all the other ones came. I was like, oh my God, they're so nice. But when the pandemic happened, the um the the guy <laughs> he he walks up to me, he's like, How are you doing? He's from the country and he's like a proud member of the NRA. And he's he's from down south somewhere. I don't really know where. And he's like, How are you doing with all that's going on in this um with this pandemic and everything. And I'm, I'm like, I'm good. You know, they, they stopped me from working, but I'm still getting paid. So I'm good. He was like, Oh, okay. I was going to tell you if you need anything, you can just come and knock on our door. We'll give you food. We'll give you fluids, whatever you need. And I'm like, you, you, in my head, I'm like, you, you trying to say I can't afford to feed myself because of a pandemic. <laughs> the fuck? I didn't, didn't I just tell you, didn't I just tell you my job is still paying me? Like, what are you? Oh, yeah. That was like, well, you know, okay. He was trying to be nice. They were just, yeah. they were just trying to be nice. Yeah. I would just take that as, as them being neighborly. I which did. Which very rarely, which is very rarely. Well, the thing though, see, and see, this is where the culture clashes. See how we respond to that, like, <laughs> what you trying to say, bitch, I can't feed myself? Like, see how we respond to that, where reality you i didn't take offense to it but i i kind of give him the side eye now like especially after i saw him with that nra shirt on and don't get me wrong i think everybody should have their right to bear arms but all right sir i got my eye on you (laughs) (sighs) but yeah i just i just felt like we needed to discuss it we hadn't yet and um it's an important situation like we need to we need to band together and we need to do some real shit to turn this country around 
whether that be separate ourselves from them completely or take over their whole shit. Because we capable. We just got to... We got to do it together. We can't have 15,000 different plans. That's not going to work. For our Caucasian listeners that we, that do listen to the show, like, I hope y'all understand that, like, we're not bashing white people. At all. I know quite a few white people that I love. Right. Like, we're, we're bashing bad racist cops that shoot to kill black people for no reason, no real reason other than the color of their skin. Or fucking kneel on their necks or put them in illegal chokeholds. Those ones. Right. Who are scared of the fucking shadow that think they should be a cop. Or those that do harm to others just because of their nationality. Like, Right. But to to do something to make sure someone else cannot succeed or to physically want to harm them or mentally want to harm them just because they are not like you, it's just wrong. Period. It's fucked up. We're all human. We all got blood going through us the same way. It's it's just period. That's just We we all bleed when we cut when we get cut. Period. Correct. It's 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 classroom I remember when the little girl was in class and the officer or the school officer pulled her out of her chair forcefully and slid her in the chair across the room remember that she was like a middle school kid or early ninth grade high school kid or something like that I remember talking about that at work one day and this lady came up with every reason as to why this little 13, 14 year old black girl deserved to be snatched up out of that chair by this grown ass white man and slid across the room. I was just like, there's no reason that this grown ass fucking man should be putting his hands on that little girl like that. 
just because she wouldn't listen to him. And the fact that the whole class sat there watching it as if this happens all the time, like none of them reacted. Like he does shit like that all the time. Like, why would you think that that's okay? You coming up with excuses while well, she, she did like this with her hand and she hit him. Fuck you mean. It's a fucking child. Children sometimes hit adults. Adults don't need to fucking brutalize them like that. Ridiculous. But to, to go, to go back to the white listeners. I posted something a couple days ago and it said to my non-white, I mean, to my white non-racist friends, I love y'all. Don't get it twisted. Me loving and protecting my race does not mean I hate or fault you. We, we know exactly who our enemies are. They're no longer hiding it. Thank you for standing with us. And that was like on a little meme or whatever. And I posted in addition to that, but I can hear when you're quiet. So speak up. You know when something is wrong. Because if it, and if it turned out to be me, somebody that you know and love, you're, prob- you're probably only black friend. If it turned out to be me with a police officer on my fucking neck while I'm in handcuffs, then you'll be outraged because you actually know me personally. Right. Then it actually affects them. Then it's important. But just because I didn't know George Floyd doesn't mean that that shit wasn't fucked up. Right. Eight minutes and 46 seconds of telling somebody I can't breathe until I literally stop breathing. Stop breathing, yep. Till I soil myself and you still on my neck and the other officer on my back. Absolutely fucking ridiculous. And then there's other people right next to it. Watching. Other officers that are right there. Right there. Four officers on on him. And one standing up doing fucking nothing. Nothing. Waiting. They was basically taunting the crowd. Like, we don't care what you're saying. We're not getting off of him. That's basically what they was doing. Smiling, smirking, all of that. Like you literally killed this man in cold blood. Pretty much. And knew that they were going to walk away. And then you come up with the excuse that he, he wouldn't get in the car. And then we see video of him in the car and you pulling him out of it. Like, come on, man. Too many of them over and over and over again. I can't watch no
So you didn't even think to attempt to see, to have someone check posts and see and revive. They literally immediately picked him up and put him on a gurney. Like, you knew that nigga was dead. That's pretty much what that was. Any scene, do you not see an EMT come up and check for vitals, no, regardless of what they may look like? <laughs> Somebody comes up and checks them. That's not what they did with him. They literally, slowly but surely killed him. He died. They picked him up, put him on a gurney, and took him out of there. In broad daylight, in the middle of the day. I'd like to think that I would, if I was one of those uh, bystanders that was watching or recording or whatever, I'd like to think that I would go and try to help him. But I honestly don't know if I would have. Like, I feel like I would have been scared to lose my life. Yeah. I can, I can see that. And it, it fucking hurts to think that I would have sat there and watched him fucking die in person. But I, I know that I would have been scared. Scared that, that if they're willing to to kill to, to kill somebody in fucking handcuffs, what the hell are they going to do to me? Attempt, yeah, attempt to kill someone right in front of me. <clears throat> then, I mean, they're not going to have no regard for my life. They had no regard for his life. And that's where the only way those type of situations are actually handled with some type of, or to be actually addressed is if there was more than one person that would stop and do it. But no, everybody stands there and thinks the exact same thing. So nobody really steps out into that circle. I saw a video today on, um, on Amanda Seals page where she said, um, where she said, uh, well, no, it was, it was a video of protesters. I don't remember where they were, but they were basically protesting and they had, one of them had gotten arrested to where everybody that was protesting blocked the police van until they let that girl out. And they let her out. They took the cuffs off. She hugged her peoples and they basically started chanting, we in this together. We're not leaving nobody behind. And that shit touched me so much. Like, I was just like, wow. That's usually what it takes. That's exactly what it takes. Like, it's more of us than it is them. And if we stick together, we could do this shit. We can police our own fucking neighborhoods. But we've been talking about this for almost an hour. And as much as I can talk about it, I think that's enough. I already started crying almost twice, so thank you guys for listening. Uh, we appreciate you. And next week, we'll be back to our uh, sexual ratchetness. We're not really ratchet, though, but back to our sexual escapades and, and topics and things. And... um. Just just remember that, yes, all lives matter, but the black ones are being attacked right now. So remember that black lives matter too. We love y'all. Thanks for listening.
Sweet talk.